You can't even see him anymore. <laughs> Featuring Renee Waller for her third time on camera. And she's going to be speaking with our, what are you, Peoria's blogger, Marty Wambacher. Hey, how y'all doing? You got a sandwich named after you. At Castles? Yeah, well, it's not really named after me. It was inspired by me. Oh, yeah. Okay. I misread it. I misremembered it's, it. It's Castles... Uh, Castles Patio Inn. Castles Patio Inn, which has been there forever, mm -hmm. and their sandwich is the Castles Philly mm -hmm. sandwich. It's kind of it's kind of modeled after the Philly cheesesteak, mm -hmm. which I did on my blog. I took some of their cheese. Mm -hmm. If anybody out there, which a lot of you have been to Castles Patio Inn, mm -hmm. they have this cheese spread there that is insane. Mm -hmm. They've had it forever. Castles has been there back in the day. It was called Ray's Patio Inn. Was it? I don't yeah. Know. I'm, I'm not that old. Well, yeah, I, I'm old enough to remember this. Back in the 70s, it started out, it's on Lauk's okay. off of Sheridan. Okay. And it was Ray's Patio Inn, and they had these crocks of cheese they mm -hmm. used to get. And back in the day, this is before I was telling you when I first moved out, even before that, I think when I was 18, I was living with a friend of mine. We had no money. And so we used to like scrape together our quarters out of a couch, wow. go go to Ray's Patio Inn where they had this free cheese, oh. and order a draft beer, and then eat all this. We'd be shoveling down the cheese, and after about a half an hour, they'd be like, "If you guys don't buy another beer, you got to get out of here." Just the cheese. Yeah. Oh wow. Because they had it on the bar for free, so wow. it was like I've been thrown out of Ray's. We joke about it now. Now that it's owned by it. It's gone through several other owners. Now it's Castle's Patio Inn. But I'm like, do you know how many times I've been thrown out of this place? <laughs> I mean, I, my, my joke is, do you guys know uh, J Jimmy's Bar on Farmington Road? Yes, I don't. Jimmy Seeds. J Jimmy Spears. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, that is the only bar that I've never been thrown out of in Peoria. Really? Yeah, back in my day in the 70s and 80s, I was nuts. And I was thrown out of every bar. No, well, I mean, ask ask some of my friends. Yeah. I mean, uh, the story I was telling before we went live is, I did. Oh, I'm not going to curse. <laughs> I know better. Um, before we went live, I did a game back in 1985 called Trivial Trivia: The Idiot Edition, mm -hmm. and it it went. I always say it, it it went bonkers before like the internet or anything it went viral before viral was a thing. Mm -hmm. And it took off in the news. And in 1986, me and my friend who I did it with, we got we were on the Today Show. Mm -hmm. Jane Pauley interviewed us. I was just us. watching that. I was just watching that interview. Yeah, I it. yeah, it was from 1986. Yeah, it. Mm -hmm. But 
the point I'm trying to make is you said, oh, you know, you couldn't have been like that. Mm -hmm. I went home then in my phone machine back when you had phone machines in 1986 mm -hmm. before cell phones, <clears throat> which is filled with people from my past and that. Oh, my God, I saw you on the Today Show. The one that I wish I would have saved was from Jim Burns. If you're watching, Jim, uh, mm -hmm. he was in Phoenix, Arizona. I think he still is. He's been selling cars. And he's like, oh, my God, I was at the uh, car dealership. I saw you on the Today Show. I can't believe you were on there. And he's like, I can't believe you're still alive. <laughs> you guys have to bring that game back out. We tried. We did on the 30th anniversary, and it didn't really do anything. So, Okay, we'll find some way to sell it. Well, you live and you learn. Okay, so today, this is Renee. She's going to drop some... I don't know if she's got updates. Nice to meet you too. <laughs> hey everybody, this is Renee. Hi guys, how you doing? That's Renee. Yeah, yeah. Here, I'll put my hand over your face. <laughs> it's very random here. <laughs> we are very random. I, I very don't random. know why, but we are. We just do this. <laughs> well, your selfie space you I should do. give yourself a little plug here oh, okay yeah i have selfie space downtown Peoria. we're actually having speed dating tomorrow night i heard that now yeah. i thought amphetamines were against the law no 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 not that kind of speed. <laughs> oh okay yeah but no dating on oh back in my day when you did speed dating you would take like three pills and then that probably made it more fun but... well i don't know <laughs> i wouldn't say in the morning when you woke up it was a little bit of a harsh reality yeah, but at least like if you're on a speed dating event, you don't have to like. Well, maybe you took somebody home with you. We won't even get into okay. that. But, but how does your speed dating work? Um, so I'm gonna have it. It's a two-hour event, and oh, I'm gonna wow. let people come in and mingle at first, get them all situated, um, and then we'll just carry out multiple dates. Oh, wow! In intervals, right, and have a little intermission. I heard you talking about this on the on an earlier segment. Yeah. And I think the good thing about this is it's like the results. You don't get to find out if someone says no until later. You that's right. you tell them, I'm gonna, right? I'm going to handle it all for them. Well, and see that that <laughs> I think is really nice. Yeah. Because then you get kind of a nice little soft. Well, she didn't really want to, or he didn't yeah. want to. Break it to you softly. Yeah, no, that that's nice because I've had I've had some harsh no's in my life. And we can avoid all the harsh no's. Well, that, you there know. you go. Yeah, yeah, I'll match them up at the end. Oh, nice. I, I can see why people would be hesitant. You know, like they're used to doing like Tinder or something like that. See, I've never done Tinder. I don't do it either. But yeah, I, I don't even. Do. I know, no, it's a big thing. I'm I'm an old guy, so I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I was just learning a little bit about you. Um, when Seth asked me to do your interview, and so... He said, oh, you got to talk to this guy. And yeah. Like, oh, my, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's fascinating, because you've written and done stuff on Illinois, New York, nationally, and all mm -hmm. over the place, and you still have blogs going, and how many years now have you been, like, blogging and writing? I mean, I started writing back... Well, I mean, back when I did the Idiot Trivia Game, that was 1986. Okay. 
And back then, I had, what, I had, huh? Is that what got it started? Yeah, it is. Okay. And I had no idea that I wanted to write. And then we did, I, I did it with Greg Owens, a friend of mine. He did the graphics and kind of handled the business end of it. And uh, with that, I, I didn't think I wanted to write. Then we did a joke cookbook called Gone with the Burp <laughs> the, the next year. And it was like joke recipes. And I wrote a little forward to it. The guy that we said made the recipes, his name was Chef Bob. Just a Shut just up. a fictional character that I made up, <laughs> and when we did it, we just had these jokey recipes in it. I'm like, you know, it'd be kind of funny to have the history of Chef Bob. Yeah. And so I wrote that, and I remember like almost scaringly gave it to Greg and said, "What do you think of this?" <laughs> and he read, and he's like, "Wow, this is, this is really funny." He's like, "I didn't know you could write." Yeah. And I remember thinking, "Oh, I didn't know I could either." You've got jokes. <laughs> yeah, and. So that kind of started the whole ball rolling. And then in 1990, I did a magazine here in Peoria called People of Peoria. And for three years, I published that. And uh, it, was, it was successful in one way. It was like the top-selling magazine here in Peoria. But the sad thing with it was, because, I mean, we cursed in it. Kind of like on my blog. It could kind of be off the wall at times. But I always, I always know like when to draw the line. Sure. Like on here, I'm not going to be cursing yeah. on this show. I know I know when to and when not to, but um, it was kind of that way with the uh, magazine. But a lot of businesses said we don't like the light you're you're portraying okay. Peoria. Oh, because okay. I did. A lot, I mean, we had a cover story in Willie York, the homeless guy. Okay. I spent a day with him. Uh, I tried to. Oh wow, my my phone is my phone is ringing on air. Hold on, people. Yeah, let's so, see who this is. So you did an interview. Oh, this is Walt. This is Walt, who's an author. He's Hi, at, this guy's actually writing a book on Dan Fogelberg that he wants me to contribute to. But I'll I'll call him back. We'll let it, we'll let it ring. Sorry, sorry about that, Walt. I'll I'll call you this afternoon. Um. So I did 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 the magazine, and that's what kind of led me to to New York in 1993. Yeah. I met I met some people in New York. They're like, oh, you got to move out here. Is that when you started doing the 365? I did that in 2010. That was 2010. I moved there in 1993. Yeah. Wrote for a lot of weekly papers. The way back in the pre-internet days, yeah. I feel lucky. And I said to a friend of mine who was my first editor, Chris Erickson, at a paper called The Manhattan Spirit. That's one of the first papers I wrote for, which was a weekly paper. Back then, what the, what the, the, the deal was, you went to New York. And then you wrote for the weekly papers, which paid nothing. I mean, you'd get like 35 bucks an article. Oh, wow. But you paid your dues, and then for that, you'd maybe get into the daily papers. Okay. And then maybe you'd get a staff writing job. I mean, I went from the weeklies, and I've written for the New York Daily News. I've written for New York Post. Yeah. Time Out New York, which is a big magazine there. Uh, I did a lot of freelance writing. Um, but it's all changed now because of the Internet. This is from, I moved there in 93 before the internet was, was anything. So I said to Chris when I met with him once, I'm like, we were the last of the pre-internet journalists in New York City. Okay. So I feel proud to be part of that kind of whole pack. What, what else did you do besides writing while you were there? Because I can't imagine making $35 an article. <laughs> no, I mean, the daily papers paid more. You'd get like five, $600. I worked a night job at a graphic arts place. Okay. Uh, I started out at a place called Saraband Press. And I always worked second or third shift. All right. And uh, I worked there. Then that got bought out. The joke was the guy that owned Saraband Press, Joe, uh, he sold his business to a company. And he always said, the only thing this company got out of it was me 
because they lost all their clients. But I, I basically, for the next 18 years, worked for this company that just kept getting bought out by different companies. But I was the only one that stayed from the stayed original through. one. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a nice job. It paid well. Yeah. I mean, in New York. And I worked a lot of overtime. Okay. Because... I lived in Manhattan. I lived on the, uh, I lived between 5th and 6th Street and on 16th Street. Okay. And I had a really cheap rent. A friend of mine, <laughs> her mom and stepdad owned the, the building I eventually lived in. Okay. But, and this was a cheap rent for a studio apartment yeah. with no kitchen. It had like a little pantry, a little bathroom, one room. <laughs> So and no wonder when, you blog about food sometimes. Oh, yeah. You must have been starving. <laughs> well, not really starving. No. There's so much to eat in New York. But yeah. uh, you, li you live in these tiny little rat holes wow. when you live in, in Manhattan. A lot of people yeah. don't, they don't realize that. A lot of people have never seen a real New York apartment. And uh, I would have, my joke always was, when I finally got this apartment on 16th Street, all my New York friends were like, because it was a plum place to live. Oh. It was like near Greenwich Village. It was near the Lower East Side. You're living good. <laughs> well, it's all about location yeah. in New York. It really is. And how but the, much, the, how, how the, much would have something like that go? That's what I can tell you. When I when I left and it was a rent stabilized building and I knew the the, the landlord was a friend of my uh, a friend of mine's, I was paying a thousand thirty five for a studio. Wow. But now from what I've read, this is like ten years later, studio apartments now in Manhattan are going for between two to five thousand dollars. Wow, okay. I don't know how people move there and live there and do stuff. I don't know either. <laughs> but with the internet, it's all changed. I, again, going back to 1993, I feel lucky that like back then, which a lot of people now don't realize, if you wanted to be like a writer, a musician, whatever, and really kind of say that you've made it, you had to move to New York. You had to move to Los Angeles yes. to really, really make it. Now, now you don't. I mean, like Justin Bieber, he put his stuff on YouTube. And yeah, you don't have to do that anymore. So I see your meanwhile back in Peoria, your Facebook page, you've got over twenty three thousand followers on that right now alone. Yeah, that 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 itself is crazy that like and I get hits on my blog, I look sometimes from like all over the world. Yeah. So you can be a worldwide thing now and not and be in Peoria. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of what this is all about. Exactly. Yeah. I hope that gets more people in here wanting to do this kind of thing. Yeah. And get their own voices out right. there. Right. So yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, what was your favorite place to eat in New York? <laughs> there were so many places that I loved to eat out. One of my favorite things is to go out to restaurants. And that's one thing I loved about New York was there were just so many, and it's ever-changing. Uh, one of them was, and I on my blog I kind of covered this, I got a Gold Belly, which is a place you can buy food that. from. Yeah. You can buy these food kits. It was Keen Steakhouse, mm. which is a steakhouse that's been in Manhattan. It's still there? As far as I know, I'm hoping to go back in May. Yeah. I haven't been back there in two years. Okay. When COVID hit and everything, I didn't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. So I'm hoping to go back. Uh, I, Keens would be one of my favorite places. One sad thing for me, though, about New York is that so many places have closed sure. since my, I was originally there. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, I had a 19-year run in New York. <laughs> I feel really proud of that. I did a lot of stuff there. Yeah. But now I've been back here in Peoria for like 10 years. I know. And so you've got multiple blogs going right now mm -hmm. right? so can you tell us more about that actually I just have one blog it's oh. meanwhile back in Peoria okay. I've been doing that for 10 you years different segments then because I noticed like the fast food Fridays the, those are on my YouTube channel yeah I have my meanwhile back in Peoria which is my blog which again I really am appreciative that like so many people in Peoria follow it yeah. 
Um, well, now you got a new follower. So. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, one, one thing, I mean, which I always feel kind of somewhat bad about saying is, but through the years, I mean, I've written a couple of books, and in New York yeah. I did some things, but whenever someone says to me, oh, man, I just read that piece that you wrote, in the back of my mind, I always think, didn't you have anything better to do <laughs> than to read my stuff? Um, so I'm always really grateful when people tell me that they read my stuff or they follow it. I really do appreciate it. Yeah. Um, then I've also got a YouTube channel now that I started just about a year ago. Okay. I'm doing food reviews. I just started a fast food pizza review okay. yes. to today. That, yes. I just published that today. On Mondays, we do these food tours. I'm doing chicken wings now. Okay. So I kind of, on the blog and on the YouTube, I do these things. I just started uh, yesterday. I'm going to, in 13 months, I'm going to 13 places that have oh. cookies. Oh, okay. And trying, a cookie, I'm trying to cookie, cookie every month. Went to Trefsker's yes. Bakery, yes. which I've done a lot of blogs from Trefsker's. Um, one, one fun thing about the blog is, and kind of with this, I'm sure it's the same thing with Widecast, is that you meet so many people. And it's so much fun. I mean, I like to meet you and hear what you're doing. Uh, and just to hear everybody's little story. I would say, as a writer, um, everyone, if you dig deep enough, everybody that you meet, they've got, a story. they've got some kind of a story. Even ones that say, oh, I'm nobody or whatever. Right. Everybody has some story. And for me, it's fun to meet people and kind of dig down and find out what your story I like is. I that, too. And the nice thing We've been trying to reach you about your career's extended warranty. Have you heard about Wildcast? Well, Wildcast is definitely here to help. We're here to help. Wildcast Inc. is here to help you grow your media career. We help you plan, produce, edit, upload, distribute, and promote your content to a worldwide web and beyond. That's a lot of services covering lots of jobs, and it can get expensive, especially when you're starting out. Or maybe you're not sure if this is what you want to do and you're just testing the waters. So, we've created ways to help you get it done and not go broke through the Peoria Life Collective. We have a slate of 12 show concepts designed to showcase the greater Peoria area as the best city in the U.S. to live, raise families, and grow business. These concepts are built to aid local performing artists in their careers. Add voices to local nonprofits, and create more, more ways for small business. business to market and promote with the broad array of talent hidden inside the clubs, bars, and event spaces in our area. We're inviting you to take part in this ambassadorial pursuit. You can help us provide this service to our region and we'll reduce the cost of the services you need. That's, That's a, a double banger, banger for your needs. Tap in, see what you think. Studio, it's very accessible. So oh, yeah. Seth can make anybody feel comfortable. I've never done anything like this. He's like, come on. <laughs> no, you're great. <laughs> Thanks. No, I saw your segment before where he was interviewing you, and now you, you come off really well on camera. And... Hey, thanks. <laughs> so, um, gosh, I want to hear more fun stories because you have a ton of them. <laughs> I mean, there's just between, I mean, really starting back when I did my 365 Bars blog in yeah. New York. I've met so many people. I would say I've, I just met thousands of people because with that, I mean, it was, uh, I went to 365 bars in 365 days. Oh. 
in New York, but I also traveled. I went to Cleveland for a weekend. I came here for my birthday. I ended that During whole... During that year? You yeah. came back here? Where'd you go? Um, I went to Mike's Tavern. Do you, do you know Mike's Tavern? I don't. Okay, it's on, it's on the uh, west side of Peoria. My grandpa was regular there. Okay. I mean, back in the 50s. Nice. Yeah. No, it, it's been in West Peoria, I think, maybe since the 50s, maybe even earlier. Okay. But it was it, it's a converted garage. Oh really? Yeah. No, it's like a it was a dive bar before there were dive bars. Sometimes those are the best. They are. No, this one, Mike's Tavern. If you've never been there, is one of the best bars in Peoria. And now new owners have taken it over. They have really good food there now. But uh, back in the day when I was doing my bar blog, it was still there. But it, Mike's was always in its day. Now it's doing a lot better. A lot of Bradley kids have found out about it. Which I'm glad about because it's helping them. But um, it's been a Peoria Tavern. Like I say, my grandpa was a regular. My grandpa was a real character. <laughs> and so I went there for my birthday. And then when I was ending my bar blog, which got written up in the New York Daily News, yeah. it, then the UPI wire service picked it up. It was just, I've had many things happen in my life to where this happens, where all of a sudden it just blows up. And you don't know <laughs> what to do. You're, you're an interesting guy. And you're talking about really Oh, well, thanks. Well, I always, that's the main thing. I try and have fun. And uh, so this thing kind of blew up back in 2010. And everyone was like, where where are you going to end this thing? Because it ended in January of 2010. And everyone thought I was going to go to some she-she New York bar. And I was like, wouldn't it be fun to fly back to Peoria and end this thing at Mike's Tavern? And so I did that. And it turned out to be like one of the biggest days in my... Well, I flew back. I didn't really tell anybody I was going to do it. I mean, a lot of my friends followed the blog, and I, I learned later that a lot of people from Peoria were following this. Yeah. Phil Luciano wrote about it in the Journal Star at the time. WMBD TV did a thing on it. Yeah. But I remember I came back, and I was with my parents. I was staying there. I didn't have a driver's license at the time. Oh, okay. Because I lived in New York. You don't drive yeah. in New York. You wouldn't want to. No, you don't want a car there. And... uh <laughs> So my parents drove me there. They kind of wanted to go anyway, but my mom, I remember my mom saying, do you think there'll be a lot of people there? And I said, wouldn't it be funny if after all this hoopla, if we go to Mike's Tavern and there's nobody there? Oh my God. It actually would have been better, but we drove there and people were spilling out of the bar. It was so crowded. That is amazing. No, and I said to my dad, I'm like, you know what? Why don't you drive around the block? I'm not ready for uh, this. <laughs> Yeah, and so we went in, and there were all all these people. You can, if you Google three sixty five bars, Marty Wambacher. Yeah, you'll yeah. you'll find all. It's still online. <laughs> so that that was a crazy time, but it was fun to come back to Peoria, end it there, and then I went back to yeah. New York. But I, I never really thought that I would move back here, and I did in two thousand twelve. Why did you move back? I lost my job, oh. my graphic arts job, moved out of Manhattan. The joke with that is that uh, I worked in Manhattan. Where I worked was right there in Manhattan. It was on 32nd Street. I lived on 16th Street. Okay. So I could walk to work yeah. every day. Perfect. Well, they, like so many other places in Manhattan now, which is sad, a lot of production and work is leaving Manhattan because it's so expensive yeah. Yeah. to have a business there. And if nobody's buying paper. Right. <laughs> well, and they moved to Carlstadt, New Jersey, okay. which is a two-hour commute. And they wanted, my boss wanted me to stay with the company because I worked at like a ton of overtime. Mm-hmm. To live in New York, you had to. I mean, I used to work like 50, 60, 80 hours a week. And he was like, oh, you got to come with us. And my joke to him was at the time, this is in 
2011 when they first moved. I'm like, if I'm going to move in Carlstadt, New Jersey, apologies to anyone that lives there, but it's like the armpit of the world. Oh. No, I, Carlstadt, I <laughs> Carlstadt, New Jersey is a horrible city. Well, New Jersey's got some weird laws, right? So New Jersey like a... in itself is just, and again, anyone from New Jersey, <laughs> uh, great to you, but I mean, Howard Stern once did a bit on that. He's like, oh, you know, Bruce Springsteen, Bon Jovi, they're like, Jersey, man, it's the place. Oh. I kind of feel bad about this part of the story. Are you from Jersey? No, I just tagged one of my good buddies. <laughs> from New Jersey? In New Jersey, who happens to have one of the hottest radio stations in Jersey. Oh, all right. I don't know how Gene's going to feel about this. Well, Gene, I'm, I'm really sorry, sorry. but... Uh, and I really, to, to, uh, to his credit, uh -huh. I haven't been to that many places in New Jersey, but I've been to Carlstad. Uh -huh. Ask Gene about Carlstad. Oh, if well, he I likes Carlstad... Uh -huh. then he's out of his mind because <laughs> this is the armpit of the world. And my joke to my boss was, wow. he's like, well, you know, you, I'm like, I'm not going to commute two hours each way to go to work on a train. And he's like, well, why don't you move to Carlstadt, New Jersey? And I said, if I'm going to move to Carlstadt, New Jersey, I might as well move back to Peoria, Illinois. Oh, wow. And a year later, that's exactly what I did. All right. That's I couldn't awesome. find another job. And at one point, I thought, I do feel good. It's like I accomplished everything in New York I wanted to do. Yeah. I wrote. It sounds like you did a lot. No, I did. I wrote for I like a. Write it all down. I wrote for a lot of newspapers. I did a lot of freelance writing, which I feel made my mark as a writer. Yeah. Um, I did a magazine called Fish Rap, which got national attention, which made fun of the mainstream media. Um, I wrote a couple of books. I did the, the magazine, that, or not the magazine, the blog, 365 Bars blog. That got international attention. I feel, and I feel really good. I just put up a, a little thing. I always put music videos on my I've Facebook page that. every night. I put up something last night about New York. And a guy who lives there, Thomas Lynn, if you're watching Thomas, he put, hey, we all remember you in New York and we still miss you. Oh no, it really made me feel good. I'm like, I, I, A, I can't believe you remembered me, but it was nice to have somebody leave that kind of sentiment. I really do feel like I left a mark in New York, yeah, and I thought, I've done everything here in New York. Peoria is a lot easier place to live. I don't have kids or anything. Do you have family still here? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, at the time, I had my parents were still here. I got a brother and sister that live here, my cousins, aunts, and uncles. Okay. I was born and raised okay. here. Yeah. So I really have roots here in Peoria. Friend, I mean, friend, lifelong friends from high school and that. And plenty of places to go eat and drink. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so I thought, I, we talked off air about this. I yeah. thought, you know what? I could move back to Peoria and maybe, like, be king of the bloggers I in Peoria. Well, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but I'm really appreciative of all the people that read the blog. Anyone out there that reads it, I really thank all of them. Because coming back here, I didn't know if it would work or not. And I thought, I was really depressed in New York because I couldn't find another job. And I thought, well, you know what? Maybe I'd go to Peoria. And I thought, boy, if this blog doesn't work, I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> and it worked. But I really thought, I thought, well, it'll work for a year or two, and then I'll have to find something else to do. It'll still give you time, too. It's but it's been 10 years now. Right. And people, I mean, the numbers for my blog now are, it amazes me, because on my hosting side, you can see how many like hits you get. Yes. I'll get like 20, 30, 40,000 hits a day from all over the world. So I know I'm really thankful for all of that. Yeah. And I'm just grateful for people that, that read my stuff. Well, I'm glad you're back here. And you Thanks. And family to support you. And yeah. you had all of that happen. And 
here you are still doing all that fun stuff you love to do. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm really grateful for all that's happened to me yeah. and all the stuff that I've done. Uh, I mean, I'm great. I mean, for for what you guys are doing here on Widecast and Peoria Life, we're just gonna keep things rolling too. No, and that that's what I love to see in Peoria, and that's kind of what I try and do too. It's like I have so many people that I hear now and again say, "Oh, Peoria sucks," and this and that. And what I always say to them is, because I kind of was at you live here. Well, I was at that point in 1993, yeah. and I kind of had this magazine. I was having trouble selling ads, and I'm like, you know what? I've had it with this place, and I, I did. I moved to New York. So what I say to people is. If you don't like it here, then leave. Sure. But if you're here, then try and make a mark. Yeah. Try and do something like you're doing with your selfie yeah, space. Exactly. Try and put fun things up here in Peoria on a local basis that people can do. Yes. I'm really anti-chain places. It's like don't if you can help it, don't don't eat at chain it's, restaurants. It's easy and unimaginative way. To it is to start a business, a creative business. But right. when you do something where you're creating and building it, right. it all on your own. No, and it's fun, and it's it's what gives the city a flavor yeah. and makes it their own. As I always say, like, if you don't support, like, the local coffee shops, for example, then pretty soon it's just going to be all Starbucks. Yeah. And do you really want a city that is just all the same thing? Mm-hmm. So I applaud people like you that are starting their own business, <laughs> trying to do something different here in Peoria. Yeah. Uh, I support you know, Peoria Life, Whitecast, yeah. that are doing these different shows and everything. Yeah. It, it's great. It's what I love yeah. about the city. He just wants to reach everyday people and yeah. get them involved. And so that's what I really like about it. But uh, my goodness. Uh-oh, I went blank. <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Your stories are wonderful. I, well, thanks. I'd love to get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have one? Let's... <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't think Seth has any right now, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, oh, can you tell me more about your Marty monologues? You did a stage production? Yeah, I feel kind of bad about that because kind of, that has kind of hit, hit a halt. I, I may bring it back. COVID. Oh, oh well, okay. COVID no. happened, and uh, the Marty monologues was another funny thing in my life to where this started like 18 years ago. A friend of mine, I won't say her name because she hates having an attention oh, on her. Sure. But a good friend of mine, and we both moved out of Peoria at the same time. She moved to Chicago. I moved to New York. Okay. And we used to meet, it sounds funny, but on every Christmas Eve, we'd come back to Peoria yeah. to be with our families. And we'd meet at Chili's. At Chili's? And, <laughs> I don't know why, but we started this tradition. Okay. And we'd always meet at Chili's. And one year, this has to be 18 years ago now. She said to me, and I can't remember the actor, but he was in Chicago. She's like, oh, man, this actor came to Chicago and he did a one-man show you should do something like that yeah. with all your stories. And I'm like, are you out of your blanking mind? I mean, I won't curse on here. <laughs> I'm like, are you out of your blanking mind? I couldn't, I couldn't do something. Oh no. Whenever we go to a party, you, as you can see, I'm kind of a motor mouth. Yeah. No, you just have that gift. Of well, that. thanks. You absolutely but... do.
please. She's like, whenever we're at a party, you start telling stories. There's always a crowd gathers yeah. around you. You should do a show where you tell your stories. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Well, my friend, who remains nameless, uh, <laughs> she's kind of like me. I can be obsessive about stuff. I think to do things like I've done, probably what you do, you have to have an obsessive trait oh, sure. Absolutely. to yourself. And But every time I would see her, she'd come to New York usually about once a year, and we'd meet at Christmas Eve. She would always start out the conversation. I mean, this went on for like 12, 15 years. So her first words always were, so how's the show going? And I'd be like, there is no show. What are you talking about? I'm not going to do this. And it went on and on. And finally, when I moved back here, you know, you know the Apollo Theater, which is right down the street from here? The Apollo Theater, I went and did a blog. Someone did a burlesque show there. Okay. And they asked me to cover it for the blog. Okay. And I'm like, well, okay. It was like semi-naked women in this. Sure. And I, they said I could go for free. And I'm like, hey, well, okay. why not? Yeah. <laughs> and so I went to the Apollo. But going there, I'm like, wow, it's such a grand theater in there. And I thought, geez, if I were to do a show, this would be the place to do it. And so I talked to the manager of the Apollo, Mary, at the time. I don't know if she's still doing it, but I'm like, can anyone rent this space out? And she said, yeah, it's X amount of dollars. I'm like, if I were to do like a one-man show, yeah. could I? She's like, yeah, you can do anything you want here. Okay. And so I did. I put together the Marty Monologues, I called it, and I did the first show. I'm trying to remember what year that was. I guess... No, it was a couple of years before. I've done like 10, 10 shows oh, of them. okay. And the first one, I think, maybe it was in 2018. Uh, I did the first one. And again, like with my writing, and I remember saying to my friend, I'm like, I will, I'll, I'll rehearse for this yeah. and do it. But if only like 10 people buy tickets, I'm not going to do the show. Because right. okay. I thought, who is going to come to this? And we ended up selling 100. The, the place only holds, like, I think 210. The first show, we sold 185 tickets. That's awesome. <laughs> it was. But I, again, I That's thought. That's normal. <laughs> well, and I thought, why Why are these people? But it went over really well. People really liked it. And what I did, I told three stories. And we also had, we had Sarah Marie Dillard, uh, Brandon Mooberry. They did the music. We had live music at the beginning, at the end. Jonathan Wright was a DJ. In between the stories, which... People end up really liking, and I just kind of did it as an afterthought. I made sandwiches in between the stories, <laughs> and then gave a sandwich to like people in the crowd, nice. and people really seemed to like that. And so for the shows, I would always do the stories, and then in between, kind of to give the crowd a break, yeah. I would always make like a little food item. All right, You're and it made surprises. well, it made the show a lot of fun. And at one point, which kind of gave me new respect for like. Bands, comedians, anyone that goes on the road and does, does stuff. Well, I always made a joke. There's a Bob Seger song called uh, Turn the Page. Mm, okay. And it's all about being on the road. And back in the day, I always made fun of them. Like, oh, how tough could that be? Yeah. You're a rock and roll band, and you'd fly to a city, you do a sound check, you do your show for 90 minutes, then you go out to a party or whatever, and then you go to the next city. How tough could that be? Well, I thought, let me see what that would be like. And so for the second Marty Monologues, I did three like real actual stage productions okay. with different themes to them. For the second one, it was about growing up in the 60s. Okay. And it was stories about how what it was like to grow up in the 60s, which I feel lucky I'm old enough to have done that. Yeah. 
But it was like one of the stories where like seeing the Beatles on Ed Sullivan when I was five years old. Uh, just these things that you got to experience. There was a theme in the show, and I'm like, it'd be kind of fun maybe to do it in Peoria. I've got a lot of friends in Chicago, and I thought maybe book a little theater in Chicago. Did you do all your own booking? Yeah. So I called Chicago. I found a little 50-seat theater and called like 30 of my friends and said, hey, if I do the show, will you come? And they did. And when they did. And then in New York, I found like a 60 seat theater and again called all my friends i'm like will you come to this and buy a ticket and they they did so i did the show on a sunday night here in peoria at the apollo theater and when i do them it's like really nerve-wracking for me to do these because it's like a 90 minute show it's non-stop yeah no and i mean that's why the sandwich breaks might well even with those it's like there's specific stories i mean i rehearse for these like for like two months in advance, but you don't know how it's going to go. Luckily, I've never bombed. <laughs> it's always gone over really good. But I thought I, I went, I did it in Peoria, and then on Tuesday I did it in Chicago. Did Sunday Peoria, Tuesday in Chicago, and then Thursday in New York. And I mean, my friend who wanted me to do it, she went to each gig with me, and we flew. But it's like the day of the show. All you are, you're like nervous. I, I saw a documentary on the Eagles, the band The Eagles, and Don Felder, who played guitar with them. Because I always wonder, I'm like, well, do people who do this all the time, do you lose this? Because the day of the show, all I am is like nervous the whole day up to the show. And I'm rehearsing. Yeah. And I don't want to see anyone. Like when we did it on the road, I would be in my hotel room the whole day, just like rehearsing it. And then you do oh, this. It's nerve wracking. And then you do the show. And then it goes over really good. And then we would always have a little party at a bar afterwards. Like here, we did it at Kenny's West Side Pub. Nice. And then at the party, though, everyone's coming up to you and then, and it's a real rush. Do you need a moment to yourself afterwards, though? I, I, I would never have one, because oh. I would go to the party. And I have read from like entertainers that do this on the road. And then when you're done, and you go back to your apartment, or you go back to your hotel room, it's like, boom, it's all over. And then it's kind of almost like a depressing moment. Oh. It is. It's it's a weird thing to do. And to do that for like six months, mm. when I did it for a week, yeah. at the end of it, on that like that Friday, I told friends of mine, I said, I felt like somebody had hit me in the head yeah. with a shovel because I did it Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Yeah, and that, that was intense. It really was one of the most intense things I've ever done in my life. Mm. And I feel really grateful again that like people really liked it. I need to call my friend Ray. He, uh, uh, he does stand-up comedy and he has... Um... Has he MS. been at the jukebox? No, he lives in Arkansas. Oh, in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Because I know a lot of local comedians okay. at the okay. jukebox. I've done a lot of blogs from well, there. I'd like to invite him up here so I can yeah. finally see him. But I can imagine, like, if you're experiencing what you're describing, like what he goes. Does through. he go on the road, or he does? Yeah, but he ends up booking his own stuff. And um, like, how often does he do it? Um, with COVID, um, it kind of see that's what happened to me. Yeah. Was I? I finally got a paying gig at Bradley. I did it for Ollie. They got hold of me. They kind of heard about it. And they're like, oh, we put on shows and that. And they paid me to do a show. Okay. And so I did a show with Bradley. Got paid for it, which I really felt great, yeah, great about. <laughs> this is in January of 2020. Okay. And so I'm calling different colleges and that in fe- February. And then at the end of February 2020 is when COVID just went nuts. Yeah. And I actually had a gig in Milwaukee. Okay. And that got canceled because of COVID. And I just kind of put that to the side. I kept doing my blog. COVID was a strange time for me because I thought everything was shut down. I'm like, what am I going to do? 
And I, I managed my way through that yeah. year, and I felt really good, too. A lot of people said to me, thanks for keep, because I would Did do... Did you find places that yeah. stay open? And well, I found things to do, and now that I'm, I'm, like, I'm doing this frozen pizza thing on YouTube, <laughs> okay. one thing that I did, and I'm glad that I have some of this documented, the first night of COVID, which for me it happened, I think it was Saturday, like March 14th or it something yeah, of 2020. It was somewhere around that date. Well, I went to work, found out where I worked was going to be closed. I didn't know if I was out of a job. On my blog, if you follow it, I go out to eat every Saturday night. Yeah. Then every Monday, I call it Saturday night at blah, blah, right. blah. And I go to a local restaurant. And it's, that's really popular with people. I can tell. <laughs> and But that night, COVID hit that day. It's like they had the first case in Woodford County. All of a sudden, it was becoming real around yeah. this area. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't, I don't think I want to go to a restaurant. And uh, I kind of freaked out. I went to work. And at the time, Schnooks was still open 24 hours on university. Okay. And I'm like, well, wow. yeah, it used to be. It's not, it yeah. stopped with COVID. Yeah. But after work, I worked, I worked like second shift at about 10, 1030. I thought, well, I'll just go to Schnooks and pick something up and maybe try and talk about COVID. Or, I didn't know what I was going to do. I would say my blog is kind of, I call it. was trying to figure out what they were going to do. Everybody was. <laughs> so I went to Schnooks, but I have pictures of all of this. It's okay. on my blog. So I went to Schnooks, unaware that like people were hoarding stuff. Oh. I go there that night, and all the meat was gone, and it really freaked me out. I'm like, and I took, I have pictures of all, so I took a picture yeah. of that, went to the like, uh, toilet paper aisle, paper towels, that was all gone. People were really were stocking up. They were, and I home. so I took pictures oh, yeah. of that, the canned goods. I ended up going to the frozen. I thought, well, I'll get a frozen pizza in right about that. No, they were like half there. I got a butcher's pizza, which is what I wrote about yes. today. I got a butcher's pizza, local pizza, and then the thought, and this is all live on the blog. I always say my blog is kind of improv jur journalism because yeah. it kind of, as it happens, I'm taking pictures and doing it. <laughs> as I do the frozen pizza, I'm like, oh my God, I wonder if all the booze is gone. <laughs> So I went over to the liquor section, and there was plenty of stuff okay. there. So I bought a thing of vodka and that, and uh, checked out. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but I did a frozen pizza thing, and then for the next you know half a year to a year, I just did stuff that I could do. But I, I felt one good thing was a lot of people said to me, thanks for continuing to do your blog, because at the time, nobody was going anywhere. They're like, it's the one thing that we can do every day. Oh. So it's a weird mark in time. I have times on the blogs, whatever. I've, I have been blogging now since 2010. Yeah. So the last like 13 years of my life is online. Yeah. And it's like my life is this weird reality show where I can go back on these the different blogs. Line. Well, after Do my you get Facebook memories, then they bring you back. I, I never look at those. <laughs> um, but after I did my 365 bars blog in New York, I did two other blogs in New York. I did one called Marty After Dark. Yeah. I did another one called Tri Tripping with Marty, yeah. where I would go on little day trips in New oh, York. Okay. And then I moved back here. And I've done Meanwhile back in Peoria ever since. So was the Marty After Dark, did that have anything to do with like visiting more bars? Or what did you do? No, what, that was after the bar blog. After the bar blog, I did that, of course, for a year. Yeah. And, I thought, I, and I thought, I'll never do another one. The deal with that was if I missed a day, I would have to start it all over again. Oh, okay. So it was a blog where three, for 365 days... I couldn't miss a day, yeah. and I would have to post it. So, and a lot of people that look at like 
my or whatever blog or do or stuff like this they don't know the work that goes into yeah. it but for 365 days i would go to the bar after work at like yeah. one in the morning hang out there till like three in the morning go home by the time i get home on the subway or whatever it'd be four or five in the morning get up then put this thing together run all the photos <laughs> through photoshop write all the text for it put that up around noon and then go back to work at it two in the afternoon it was crazy, and I couldn't take a day off. Yeah. So I will never do another thing like that again. So how was Marty After Dark different? That was something that was just things in New York that I would go to after hours. Okay. Because I worked the night shift. Yeah. And like if I wanted to take a night off, I'd just say, "Hey, I'm not doing something okay. tonight." But more uh, leisurely. <laughs> it was. It was. I didn't have. It wasn't this. I got to do this every day. So Marty After Dark was just kind of after hours places, mm -hmm. which in New York, there's so many after hours things yeah. you can do. And then the uh, tripping with Marty was just little day trips that I took. Okay, cool. And that led me into, then I lost my job. That led me into moving back here and doing Meanwhile back in Peoria. Right. So do you do any other, uh, anything else besides Meanwhile back in Peoria right now? Or? No, right now it's Meanwhile back in Peoria. I've got the YouTube channel. Yeah. I may bring back the Marty monologues at some point. Okay. I just haven't... Uh, with the YouTube thing, that kind of satisfies my kind of, if you want to call it a live performance. Okay. Uh, begin with, you don't have to do it in front of a crowd. Oh, here's here's my phone again. P potential spam. <laughs> Which was something, potential spam has only happened in the last, what, it's couple of years? Yeah, a couple of years now. So if it's a, it's probably is spam. You know what, you want to, I'll answer and see who this is. Yeah, Hello. 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 Yeah, this is Martin. Who is this? Oh, hi, Mary. This is this is Mary from Medicare. Mary, you're on live TV right now, and I, I've really got to go because I don't really have any interest in this. But thanks for calling. <laughs> Well, now that I've I turned sixty four last year, now you're getting Medicare. It's all Medicare calls. This is Mary from. Have oh. you tried this plan? And it's like, so anyway, there you go. There's live TV for you. That's right. Live phone call <laughs> from a Mary. Mary from Medicare. Special guest star that you never expected. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Marty, it's been so nice meeting you. Nice meeting um, you too. Yeah, and I hope is the Apollo Theater still. The, the, well, the, that's one of the reasons I've kind of stopped. No, it's not right now. They they shut down with COVID. Okay. And they that's had something I'd like to do. Well, and they had like a lot of fun performances there. Bands would play there because yeah. you could rent it out, and it wasn't. I'm not going to say the price because everyone I think differed, but you could rent it out for not much money, yeah. and then whatever you wanted to charge, you yeah. that you kept all the box office money. So it it is. It was like. I never made a princely sum, but I would make money at every sure. Marty monologues, which was nice. No, they're they're still not open. I don't know what their story is, but I hope they open back up. Yeah. And if they do, I I would probably do another Marty. It's the perfect place to do a show like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know another place in Peoria. One thing that was good about that was they didn't have a bar or anything. If you would do it at a like a performance space at a bar, then people are going to get drinks. And with my show, you kind of have to really listen to the stories. Yeah. You kind of got to stay put, mm -hmm. and when you're in like a bar atmosphere, that people are coming and going. It's yeah, hard absolutely. to do. I didn't know that. They, so they don't do drinks or anything no, over there. No, no. Okay. So, what kind of did they allow people to bring stuff in? You could sneak it in if oh, you wanted okay. to. Yeah. 
Um, there's really no, there's no real rules there. Okay. But uh, no, it was a nice place because in it, the theater itself, I always say, I got that when I went to the burlesque show. When you go in there, you feel like you're really going to some kind of a grand show because yeah. it's this old time antiquated theater. Yeah. So I hope they open it back up yeah. again. I hope so too. Yeah. Well, you could do a selfie show in there. I could do something. No, you could. It would be that would be fun. Well, I've got a place. I know. I people come to that. Well, I'll come and do a blog from there. That sounds good. Yeah. You need to do that. All right. I don't know what time it is, but I'm thinking I need to get going. Okay. Yeah. It is 205. You got to open your place of business. I have I have another job too. I started working for my previous employer, picked oh, up some part-time hours. So, okay. Yeah. Well, happily I don't. Oh. <laughs> so I don't have to go anywhere. I got to work. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck with that. I'm done with working, so. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> now you get to focus on all the fun stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I am. And it's it's great every day just like doing my blog and going yeah. through the videos and yeah. everything. Well, thanks for having me on. Thanks to Sed yeah. and everybody here at Peoria Life and Widecast. I hope Peoria supports us. This will be up on my blog next Thursday. All right, all right, yeah. Well, I know Sed and I are going to share it. And thanks. So everybody, you'll find this video and be able to watch it again. And I'll take a live picture yeah. of you here for oh. the for the blog. You ready? Yeah. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll get one of Sed off air here. Uh, the, the lights are kind of blocking you out. I hope, and I, hope I didn't offend your friend in New Jersey. No, Gene's Jean, got Gene's. Um, if what you said about Jersey is causing a problem, Gene's got a terrible life. <laughs> it's but, not all of New Jersey. I mainly, really, I've only been to that one place where my where my work moved, uh -huh. and that was that was a horrible place. I'm sure Gene is in a better oh, place. He, 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 God damn it, <laughs> Gene's great. I mean, seriously, he's great. He's We're not on anymore. Tough skin. Oh yeah, you see that? That is still in red. Yes, we're, we're still uh, live here. I can still, right, I'm still block now. you out. I'm blacked out now. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everybody. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Folks. Hey, thanks. Um, it's been great having Marty in the studio. Thanks for having me, Sad. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Yep. One of the few people who actually sticks to a schedule. <laughs> I'm always on time. That's good deal, good deal. Um, if you are interested in speed dating, I know there are lots of people who are swiping left and right yeah. on all these apps. Saturday um, night. Yeah, Saturday night at Selfie Space, 414, no. 114 Northeast Madison. 114 Northeast Madison. In the Commerce Bank building? Yeah, it's like in the parking deck, like literally. Right between the, the entrance and exit <laughs> and directly across the street from the Madison Theater. So everyone huh? from Peoria knows where Madison Theater yeah. is. Um, yeah. Memberships are... Oh, it's $30 a month. That's my special right now. $30 a month. And if you have a membership, you can bring two people with you. Three. That's th oh, you've changed. No, three? it's not changed. It's always been three. Come on, Sad. Pardon me. <laughs> She's mad now. Oh, I see now how you get her ire going, man. I O B at all times. Yeah. You can even bring food if you want to host a meeting there. Um, the meeting space. Oh wow. That I know is, it's such a nice lounge. That is so yeah. executive. I don't know. That is very executive and casual. Wow. And it's it's open. Mm -hmm. I didn't know you had a meeting space room. there. I do. Maybe okay. I'll do a Marty monologues from there. You could. Oh, Gosh, well, maybe absolutely. we'll try and do that. I think have I a think, mini Marty monologues. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely. So. I think so. If you're looking to have small gatherings or events, um, check out parties. the website. Birthday parties, 
Um, we've done a fashion show. We've done a drag show. Um, we did the prelude to Global Fest, which is coming up in a couple of days. A nice celebration. Um, great event space. Uh, rates are, it's downtown. So just know that what you pay Renee is a lot less than what you're going to pay downtown for your event. Oh, my bad. A lot less. So, thank you guys again. For thank you, said Renee. Thank, thank you. you Great to meet you. I know. Magalog, the randomest broadcast in Peoria. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Marty, Renee, you know this guy. <laughs> I want you to be there. Oh, do you still care? I want you to be there. Oh, do you still care?